it is coming. This is a wonderful psalm, Psalm 37. Um, and the idea is that God will not forsake his people. So starting Psalm 37, verse 1, of David, fret not yourselves because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently before him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the one who carries out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself, it tends only to evil, for the evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. It's a strong word, shall. It's not might, it's not maybe, it's shall. Those who wait for the Lord. In just a little while, the wicked will be no more, though you look carefully at his place, he will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace. The wicked plots against the righteous and gnashes his teeth at him. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked draw the sword and bend their bows to bring down the poor and the needy, to slay those whose way is upright. Their sword shall enter their own heart, and their bows, their bows shall be broken. Better is the little that the righteous has than the abundance of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the blameless, and their heritage will remain forever. They are, not, they are not put to shame in evil times. In the days of famine, they have abundance. But the wicked will perish. The enemies of the Lord are like the glories of the glory of the pastures. They vanish like smoke. They vanish away. Did you ever look out over your yard or your backfield or whatever you might have at your home, and you see the mist in the morning? You look again. A minute later, it's gone like the glory of the pastures, like a mist, like the dandelions when they, when the seeds are gone, they vanish away. The wicked borrows but does, does not pay back, but the righteous is generous and gives. For those blessed by the Lord shall inherit the land, but those cursed by him shall be cut off. The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way, though he fall. He shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. I have been young, and now I am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, or his children baking for bread. He is ever lending generously, and his children become a blessing. Turn away from evil and do good, so you shall dwell forever. For the Lord loves justice. He will not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the children of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell upon it forever. The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom, and his tongue speaks justice. The law of his God is in his heart. His steps do not slip. The wicked watches for the righteous and seeks to put him to death. 
The Lord will not abandon him to his power or let him be condemned when he is brought to trial. Wait for the Lord and keep his way, and he will exalt you to inherit the land, and you will look on when the wicked are cut off. I've seen a wicked, ruthless man spreading himself like a green laurel tree, but he passed away, and behold, he was no more. Though I sought him, he could not be found. Mark the blameless, and behold the upright, for there is a future for the man of peace, but transgressors shall be altogether destroyed. The future of the wicked shall be cut off. The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their stronghold in the time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. Well, it's an important psalm, and let's apply it to fathers maybe today um, since it's Father's Day. Uh, David gives clear instruction in these first several verses. He, he, he tells us strongly in verse 1, fret not yourself because of evildoers. Don't be upset. When you see, when you see um, in the news, when you see at work, when you see at school, when you see in your neighborhood evildoers, when you so much want to strive for what's right, um, the Lord puts it on your heart, that's wrong. Look at what this guy gets away with. My boss, my coworker, even my friend, my brother, my dad, my son. And you're convicted that that's wrong. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers. So don't worry about them. Don't trouble yourself and don't envy them either. There's another temptation, isn't it? We see them. Look what they're getting away with. Maybe I ought to just give it up. I'm trying to do an honest job at work. These guys don't. Nobody seems to care. I may as well do what they're doing. Fret not yourselves. Don't worry about evildoers. Don't envy them. Don't emulate them. Don't, don't imitate them. And why? Verse 2. Because they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Um, I think it's in James where it talks about the glory of the field. Um, withering away doesn't last. We see that in our gardens. Uh, we, we just came through a little dry spell. Did you see in your gardens? I was watering trees. I got a couple river birches, river birch trees. I got a swamp cypress. And like a dummy, I planted them high and dry. And so, you know, this will look pretty here. It won't, it won't survive, but it'll look pretty. Um, so this dry spell we just came through, what was I out there doing? I mean, these are the kind of trees you can't water them enough. They'll take all the water you give them and more, you know. So you get the garden hose on them, and you turn that hose on, and you walk away, and you start doing something else, and you think, oh, well, you, you come back half an hour later, an hour later, three hours later, that hose is still running. That tree doesn't care. And so uh, those don't fade, but the evil doer, the wrongdoer, fades and withers like the green herb. Um, we saw that in the dry spell where we had to water things. And then he gives several commands here in these next few verses that are really reassuring and really helpful when we remember them. And there's a, there's a formula to them. Look at verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light 
and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourselves over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. So there's a formula there. Verse 3, trust in the Lord and do good. Verse 4, delight yourself in the Lord. Verse 5, commit your way to the Lord. Verse 7, be still. Some versions say rest before the Lord. Wait patiently for him. Trust, verse 3. Delight, verse 4. Commit, verse 5. Rest, be still, verse 7. There's a formula there. When you, when you see that evildoer, when you see that wrongdoer, and you're worried, you're afraid even, what's the world coming to? Look at this, what's in the news. How will my children survive? What chance do they have? Trust in the Lord. Delight in the Lord. Commit to the Lord. Be still, rest before the Lord. There's a strong formula there for peace, for reassurance, for confidence in who God is. Look at Deuteronomy, chapter 6, I think. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, number 5, the fifth book of the Old Testament. Start at verse 4, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. Moses gives this instruction. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. Verse 8, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Turn to verse 20 of that same chapter, Deuteronomy chapter 6. When your son asks you in time to come, what is the meaning of the testimonies and the statutes and the rules that the Lord our God has commanded you? Then you shall say to your son, we, are Pharaoh's slave. we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. And the Lord showed signs and wonders, great and grievous, against Egypt and against Pharaoh and all his household before our eyes. And he brought us out from there that he might bring us in and give us the land that he swore to give to our fathers. And the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as we are this day. And it will be righteousness for us if we are careful to do all this commandment before the Lord our God, as he has commanded us. So there's instruction there to the people of Israel. There's instruction there to fathers um, to remember these things, to teach them diligently, verse 7, to our children, to talk of them when we sit in our house, when we walk by the way, when we're lying down. When we rise up, put them on your hands as frontlets between your eyes, on the doorposts of your gate, on the dashboard of your car, on your desk at work, on the, on the counter, the vanity counter in your powder room, 
the little plaque on the wall. So there, there are reminders. I remember, I remember as a kid, my mom had those kinds of things all over the house. Going down the cellar steps, there was a little header there as you got to the bottom. <laughs> there was a little thing that said, the Lord is risen or something like that. And we had a Pittsburgh toilet. I grew up in Pittsburgh. You know what a Pittsburgh toilet is? It's a toilet in the basement. Every house should have one so that when everything else is full, you can get down there. But, <laughs> there was a little medicine cabinet there, and there was Proverbs chapter 1, taped to that little mirror on the medicine cabinet. And so as a boy growing up, if I was down there, I couldn't get out of there without looking at that and thinking about that. What's, what, what am I being told in Proverbs chapter 1? And so we... Fathers, mothers, put these things in front of your kids reliably. That's what's commanded to Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 6 to God's people. And we are God's people. The church is the extension of that in the Christian age now that Christ has come. Um, and so there's instructions to parents, to fathers. If we go back to Psalm 37, that formula there, trust in the Lord, verse 3, and do good kids are watching that your neighbors are watching that the guy at work is watching that your boss is watching that trust in the Lord and do good you're seeing what they're doing but they're seeing what you're doing too verse 4 delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart that doesn't mean that he's a yes man that doesn't mean that it's a, a name it and claim it kind of thing but as you obey the Lord, as you look to him, as you trust him, he will be faithful. Sunday school a few weeks ago, what did we talk about? Your tennis shoes lasting longer than your neighbors, right? Stupid little things, even like that. The Lord cares for his people. Um, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him. And what? There's, here's a promise, and he will act. He will Bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. You know, your boss at work, everybody's getting away with stuff, but maybe your boss notices that you're the one, that you're the man, that you're the woman, that you're the teenager, that actually does do the work that's required. There's a testimony there. That's a testimony of the Lord's goodness, and he's acting. Somebody else will see it. If nobody else does, the Lord does. He doesn't forget. Had an old pastor friend in Haiti said, said to us, the Lord has a good memory. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. So be still and wait patiently for him. Again, fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the one who carries out evil devices. So remember that formula, trust, delight, commit, rest. Teach your children. Be a witness to those around you. Don't worry about the evildoer. Don't worry about the trouble in the world. Do we need to be informed? Yes. Do we need to be concerned in the right kind of way? Yes. But the world has changed through a faithful testimony 
to those around us, to our kids, to ourselves, as we don't worry, but we trust, delight, commit, and rest. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that we can come to your word uh, at any time. And we thank you that you brought us here this morning. We thank you for, for families and for the truth of your word. And we pray that you'd help us to be faithful to you and to your word. Father, we pray for Debbie right now. I'm not sure what the situation is, but uh, we pray that you would comfort her and comfort John. Let them trust, delight, commit, rest. Help us to go into this world this week as your people. Loving you and loving those around.